This is Deacon Joy, and this is the All Souls Catechesis Podcast. This year, our theme is Signs of Life, Reflections on Hope, and we'll be hearing from members of our community about where they have found hope in this last year. Today, we have with us Henny Leonard. Now, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, Jim and I became a part of All Souls about 10 years ago. Um, and uh, also came to All Souls with our daughter, Sarah, and her two boys, who were only three and five at the time, and now are 13 and almost 16. So um, we we came from um, a little Anglican church in West Chicago, and before that we were uh, in a charismatic type of um, church, which um, was where we raised our four kids. And, uh, but we had also spent uh, a long time in Kenya. We went to Kenya with Wycliffe Bible Translators uh, for 10 years. And uh, that was at the time when our kids were ages 12 to five, we all took off and spent 10 years on a mountain in Kenya doing oh Bible translation learning Swahili and then learning Sabaot. And um, that was a, that was an adventure. Mm-hmm. But when we came back to the States, um, the church we had grown up in, uh, or the church we had been a part of had fallen apart. And uh, so we had to find another church. And that's that was the beginning of our journey toward mm-hmm. Anglicanism. Mm-hmm. And, I felt like when we got to All Souls, we realized, oh, we're Anglicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise. So yeah. that's where we landed. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim had grown up as a, a Catholic and um, in a large Catholic family. And uh, by the time I met him, he was calling himself an agnostic and living in Chicago. And um, I had grown up uh, in a Dutch immigrant family mm. and uh, in the Dutch Reformed Church in Michigan. And um, our, that was my experience with religion. But by the time I went off to college, I went to Western Michigan University in uh, Kalamazoo. And at that time, I walked away from the faith of my childhood, even though I had been going to Christian schools uh, from kindergarten through 12th grade, I felt like somehow I had missed a big part of life that I Mm. wanted to experience when I got off to college. Mm. And so um, in one of my classes, uh, a college writing class in my freshman year of college, I had written it from a Christian viewpoint Uh, a paper uh, from a Christian viewpoint and um, my professor marked it all up and um, gave me a C minus and (laughs) and uh, so I rewrote the paper I thought I'm going to try on the uh, existential viewpoint and Mm. so I wrote the paper from an existential viewpoint and I got an A plus I thought, oh, I must be an existentialist. And Mm. at that point, I just walked away from Mm. the faith. Mm. I felt like it just wasn't applicable to my life and to my studies. And 
uh, this I wanted um, I wanted to experience another side of life. Right. So um, I got my degree in special education there, and when it came time to do my student teaching. I asked if I could do my student teaching in the Chicago area because my parents had moved to the Chicago area and it would be cheapest for me to live sure. at home. So I, I got an assignment at a special alternative school in Chicago <clears throat> for um, emotionally disturbed children and uh, Jim was working there as oh, wow. the crisis interventionist who wow. sat out in the hallway and would catch the kids as they would go Sure. Storming out of the classroom if something upset them. So Jim and I um, got to know each other, and uh, here he was the agnostic, and I was the existentialist. Existentialist, <laughs> and we were both kind of find, trying to find our way without the religion that yeah. we had been brought up in. And uh, we got married. Um, about a year after we met, a little less than a year after we met, and um, spent about a year um, trying to figure out the rules for ourselves okay. without God. Uh, but Jim's mom and his stepdad, actually, because his father had died when he was young and his mom remarried, but his mom and his stepdad had found the Lord and mm -hmm begun their walk of faith and my parents were believers and they were praying for us and about 13 months into mm. our marriage we found ourselves mm. being pursued by <laughs> the hound of heaven oh yes oh, <laughs> and uh when we were um visiting his parents at one point we got stuck in a snowstorm we were in two different places we were both with people who were trying to show us our need for God. Mm. And um, we separately both surrendered mm. um, <laughs> to the inevitable. Mm. And uh, when we got back together, we realized we had become two different people. <laughs> I have something to tell you. Well, interesting. Well, I have something to tell you. Yes. I'm sure that had to be quite the conversation. Of it was. I was, I was not going to be the first one to say anything. Because right. I really believed... If I come to the Lord, mm -hmm. if I change my life and ex go back to Christianity, that will be the end of our marriage. That's, mm. I felt like Jim had already been there, done that. Been there, done that, and wasn't going to want to walk with me down that road. Mm. So I didn't say anything to him until he said, I think I got saved. <laughs> 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 and I thought, whoa, is he kidding? And I looked up at him, and he had tears streaming down his face. Mm. I thought, oh, whoa, this is for real. Wow. And Wow. Um, what a moment. We returned to Chicago to our jobs with these kids at this alternative school, and it was everybody in our circle of friends was uh, very, very... Mm. into uh, psychology sure. and, you know, uh, rationalism. Of course, and, of course. And uh, so we didn't know, okay, what do we do now? Do we, um, 
do we still go to the bar on Thursday nights with our right. friends? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like what are the new rules <laughs> can, that you're, can we go and not drink or, you know, yeah. we, we didn't know. Yeah. You know, do we pray together? Do we <laughs> read the Bible separately or together? Or, you know, we yeah. just had to figure things out as we went along and, um, it changed our, our whole outlook on life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was a beautiful adventure. Yes. But, um, yeah, so that's, well, then we moved up to Janesville, Wisconsin, had four kids, and um, Jim was a school teacher. He taught high school. I had started out teaching special ed up there, mm-hmm. but then after having two kids, I decided I'd take a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had two more. <laughs> sure, because you needed more of a break. Right. <laughs> So, um, and then actually I started teaching preschool in my home because we had a nice finished basement where we could uh, have a preschool and that worked for me because I could do that and still be with my kids. And then we sensed a call to become missionaries with Wycliffe Bible Translators. So we went and took the training with Wycliffe for a year and a half and raised support. Wow went off to Kenya. Not the way I, I <laughs> not the not the career path that mm. I had mm. <laughs> planned on, but a wonderful adventure. <laughs> Lots of twists. Yeah. Lots of twists. And I, you know, I'm sure we all have that in our stories, but it's always Yeah. I always enjoy hearing other people's twists and turns. I'm like, "Oh, uh-huh. okay, that's cool." <laughs> yeah. So then we came to All Souls and um have felt like this is home for us right now. Mm. Good. Well, we're <laughs> very glad to have you. <laughs> um, so that's your story, how we get to this. What is the story for this last year or so? Mm. It's such an odd season of life for, I think, everybody. But yeah. what's that been like for you? And where have mm-hmm. you seen hope? Yeah, well... Um, at first, I didn't think it was going to change life a lot for us because we're retired, but um, we are very involved in a lot of things mm-hmm. with a lot of... We have four children and we have 15 grandchildren, mm-hmm. so just keeping up with everybody um, and getting time to spend with them is important to us, and then all of a sudden, the kids don't think they can be with us, and yeah. all of our kids were worried about us because yeah. Jim is 74, I'm 70, and they're thinking we're high risk. Mm. How does this work, you know, with with um, the pandemic? And we just kind of had to feel our way along. First, we were very, very strict. We, you know, we stopped meeting with our house group. We, of course, everything stopped. Mm-hmm. And um, and at first, it just seemed like, well, this will be for a while. I'm right. sure we all felt that way, didn't we? Right. But then, then when it became this extended period of time of less busyness, more time for quiet, more mm-hmm. time for reflection, um, our already regular daily routines were the things that have sustained us and mm-hmm. taken a, uh, on a deeper meaning for us. And um, the place that I have especially found hope 
in the last year, over a year, is um, I was going to say first in walking in the prairie, in nature. But then I thought, you know, the nature begins to help me to see more of of God in other ways. Mm. And the, the poetry of the Psalms mm. really would come to my mind as I was walking in the prairie. And then um, not only that, but I started waking up with, I grew up in the Christian Reformed Church mm -hmm. where we went to church about three or four times a week. Sure. And we were singing the Psalms, yes. we were singing the hymns. I have an old Psalter hymnal and I can look up all those things. And these were all in me that I had memorized the words of these Psalms and hymns. And I'd wake up with these words going through my mind mm. and they were so often words of hope and comfort. And then I'd have to go get my Psalter hymnal <laughs> and look at yeah. all the, the words and read through them because it just, um, it just seemed like these things that were already there were coming back to be a comfort and a hope to me. Um, so I guess I'd like to talk first about um, the walk, the walks in nature. We live right across from the entrance uh, to the north end of Blackwell yeah. and McKee Marsh. So it has been our daily habit for years to walk the path around the marsh every day, almost every day of the year. Sometimes that can get crowded out by other pressing things. But this year, it has daily been, for me, a, a source uh, and just an oasis of beauty and of hope. Mm. Um, I used to think when we first started doing it that we could get bored walking <laughs> same the path. same path yeah. every day. It's about a th just over a three-mile path every day we walk. And I thought, oh, this is going to get old. But it doesn't. It hasn't mm. been boring at all. Because what I've discovered in coming back every day is that it's a constantly changing scene. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Nature is so dynamic, and there's this constant movement going on if I begin to open my eyes and really mm. see. And it's increased my love, not only for nature, but for the creator who has created all of this and cares for it in such yeah. a beautiful way. Um, and then sometimes we would come at different times of the day, and so you see how it looks in the morning light, sure. in the evening light, um, at noontime, and also a lot of times in the evening, you, you might spot some deer on the path, yeah. or we've even had coyotes looking back <laughs> at us. <laughs> and um, it increases my my love and my appreciation for mm. both the creation and our creator and it gives me hope because as i see the cycle of life in the prairie yeah it um reminds me that god cares for all he has created and uh it's um just just brings to mind so so much of his loving care mm -hmm. um Mm. I was thinking of the, the things that changed. Uh, I became so aware of the sky yeah. and clouds. Like yes. how often the colors are completely different. 
and the even the mood that oh, the, yeah. the sky creates above us. It's, I've been especially taken with just watching the clouds and watching how they move um, and the way they can change so quickly in yeah. color and in texture. And, um, and then the wind is another thing that has just, I've become so aware of. <laughs> the lack of it or <laughs> right. the, the way that it um, the way that it affects everything in its path just mm-hmm. all the the grasses you know bent over yes. in the wind or or a whole field of um, uh, cattails yes. you know blowing in the wind it's just a beautiful thing to watch um, and other things that that I've noticed and things that change are the trees mm-hmm and the bushes, the timing of their greening, and then their flowering, yes. and their fruit bearing, and the dropping of seeds, and when they begin to change color, and then discovering that you know, it doesn't always happen the same way every year. Yeah. We, um, we used to walk the, 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 path, the park uh, over in West Chicago, yeah. uh, Reed Kepler Park, we used to walk through there, and we noticed some some years the oaks were the last ones to turn brown and okay. to lose their leaves. But sometimes it wasn't the oaks hmm. that were last. And it was so interesting to see that there are different different patterns, not only yearly, but probably every two years hmm. or three years, depending on um, what we're looking at. Hmm. But... Um, the, and then uh, finding out that these things change from year to year. Yeah. Uh, some some years there are lots and lots of acorns. <laughs> some years there are hardly any acorns. Mm. And uh, someone once uh, I read somewhere once that uh, you know it's going to be a hard winter if there's lots of acorns. Oh. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's, it's it could be. I mean, <laughs> there's I feel like there's long. so much of this where it's. It's wisdom that's passed down. Uh-huh. And um, I hear that phrase. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, maybe. But I also should do the due diligence of actually looking that up. Because yeah. there are people who survived on this type of wisdom for right, a long right. time. So <laughs> I need to do my due diligence and, and follow up with some of those kind of yeah. passed down mm-hmm. nuggets. Yeah. And one of the things that I've, we've noticed, too, since we're observing the prairie every day is is that there's so many different kinds of grasses. Yeah. And the grasses are so beautiful because they respond so beautifully to the the wind. Mm-hmm. And the colors of the grasses, you know, you think when things turn brown, they're all brown, but they're not. <laughs> right. It's not they're, uniform they're, brown. There's oh, variety. They're gold and, and gray and yellow and just beautiful colors. And... Um, I started observing that there's uh, one kind of grass in the prairie that even when it looks dry and brown, if there's a lot of moisture in the air, it becomes a ginger color. Oh, wow. Even in a, even when they look like they're not really, you know, vibrantly sure. alive, they respond to the moisture in the air and turn colors. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch. Um, Another thing I noticed is the just the cycle of life for the wildflowers. Yeah, the you know one of the first things you see in the spring are all the little violets, and um, 
and then the uh, little snow flowers. Yes, I love yeah. those. And I don't know what the little star-shaped ones are that have kind of a silver leaf, but uh, they're one of the early ones too. They and they just look like a little, a little um, lavender star. They're so pretty. And um, watching the whole uh, prairie change mm -hmm. as these wildflowers cycle through, you know, you get the the lavender coming up, yes. and then you get the um, ragweed. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm familiar, yes. <laughs> but also the coreopsis and, you know, some of the other, uh, the uh, Virginia bluebells yeah. under the trees and um, trilliums yes. and uh, jack-in-the-pulpit and so many that hide in the shade, you know, yes. but look so beautiful if you go and look for them. Um, so I really enjoy watching that. And then, of course, the, the brown-eyed Susans when yes. they come out. Gorgeous. They're just, they're just gorgeous, and they're all over. It's, it's just wonderful to see the changes. Um, and then the birds, I think, have been a real uh, enjoyable thing for us. Just watching the birds and their habits, yeah. you know, and as soon as spring comes, we see a pair of ducks out oh, here in the pond. Nice. And then there, there's always a pair of ducks and a pair of geese. So they are, can share. They right, can share the small they pond. They share this little pond. <laughs> and, you know, going through the mating and the nesting and then feasting on whatever is in the prairie, <laughs> or including on our bird feeder. Of we course. love to put out stuff on the bird feeder and just watch and see what comes. And... Yeah. We have so many. Well, you talked about the yes, birds of the I, air. I know so much, like so much variety that I was not aware of. Yeah, was not paying attention to. I know. I loved your presentation on, yeah. on the birds of the air. We have just enjoyed that so much. And then there's deer, coyote. We've seen fox yeah. out here, the muskrats in the in the um, water, and the beavers. And then frogs. <laughs> yes. I do love the frogs. Like the peepers yeah. when you start hearing them. Yeah. I, it's so, it's so I musical it. at it night. Is. It's just, it I love that. Going there in the evening and just hearing those. Yeah. And then these snapping turtles will come out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they lay their eggs in the strangest places. And we'll see them along the side of the path digging a little yeah. hole to lay their eggs in. And I'm not sure if those baby yeah, like that turtles doesn't survive. Seem, doesn't seem like the best location. Right. <laughs> but it's so fun to see all this life. Yeah. And um, it's a joy to, to, to walk down the path in the early evening. And as soon as I see a deer, I'll just stop and watch. Mm. And a lot of times they'll stop and look back at us, yeah. you know, and it's you just feel this connection with with nature. And um, I also sense their complete dependence on God because you also see um, these huge hawks right. and birds of prey. Oh yeah, looking for the little ones down, little things down on oh, the ground. Yeah. Or the coyote scavenging, the, or the fox. Yeah. I mean, 
raccoons, possums, they're all right. there too. You're not, you're more of your night dwellers right. that are cleanup crew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're there. Yeah. But it's beautiful to see, and it's beautiful to see how God cares for them all and, he, um, and feeds them all. And somehow even the cycle of life, as far as, you know, being preyed upon or becoming food for yeah. someone higher up on the food chain <laughs> is it all seems like it's all cared for and overseen by a loving father. Right. Um, and then, of course, sunsets. Yeah. I don't see as many sunrises as sunsets. Me neither, but that's okay. That's <laughs> but, okay. It's all right. But someone Jim, else is catching Jim the morning. Jim sees the sunrise. Okay, there you go. Jim's... <laughs> Jim's paying attention to the colors right, and the right. glory of the sunrise. He's got the sunrise. I've got the sunset. And then rain and snow. The the prairie yeah. just feels magical. Even mm. to walk through a rainstorm. Mm. When when you're out there, you know, I've got my big umbrella and my sure. boots and my But I love that the smell mm -hmm. after the rain or mm -hmm. during the rain. And the feel of how the sky changes when when the rain is coming, and then in winter time, that is a most magical time to be out in the prairie. It after a heavy snow, yeah, we try to be the first ones out there, mm. <laughs> and it's so quiet when we come in on the prairie path, and we come in on this northern side here, and. The trees are just bowed yes. with snow, so it's like walking into a sanctuary. Mm. And when there's no, no one has touched the snow yet, and the trees are just hanging over the path, it feels like we're walking into a holy place, mm. and you just feel like, like whispering or just walking along in silence. Um. And just the privilege of being the first ones out there to make a mark in the snow. Yeah. It yeah. just feels like a sacred thing. And then if it, there's a freezing rain on top of the snow, then you go out there and the whole thing just sparkles. Yes. All the tree branches sparkling with ice. And the trees and the grasses crackle as the yes. uh, wind shakes them and, and, and the ice shatters. And then the sun comes up, and everything just turns silver. Yeah. It's just beautiful. As I'm hearing you talk, there's a lot of um, wonder, awe. <laughs> and, and appropriately so, but mm -hmm. I'm hearing this, it's wondering. It's, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, like how would I describe it? It's it's the I think part of what's meant with childlike wonder mm. at some of the good gifts that you're given, right? Like the mm -hmm. yeah, like where you're so excited and it's so good, yeah, and it's just and it's there and it's almost like you can't believe it's just for you, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I always, I mean, you know, in Kenya we did lots and lots of walking too, um, but there were always people around, lots sure. and lots of people to greet people yes. along the path. Yes, so it wasn't. The, it wasn't a focus as yeah. much on the nature. And, um, yeah, I have come to just delight in that. Mm. You know, recently we saw a movie um, called My Octopus Teacher. Okay, it's on my queue. I haven't watched it yet, but it's it's oh. in my to-watch queue. 
joy. It is it is a contemplative experience to watch that movie. Okay. This guy is a videographer and he gets burnt out. Yeah. Uh, he travels the world doing all kinds of video projects and he gets burnt out. So he goes back home to South Africa. He lives right on the Cape. Oh wow. Where yes, two oceans meet. Yes. <laughs> and He's gone back home because he's burnt out. And he decides to go into the water hmm. and just explore hmm. what's there. And um, in his exploration, there on the Cape, in the shallower water, he finds an octopus. Hmm. And he he's just taken by the wonder of finding this octopus who's hiding she's very very shy sure yeah and she she doesn't um come out but he's so taken with her he says to himself what if i come every day hmm. what if i just show up and just watch hmm. and i thought when i when i heard those words i thought Boy, that's what, that's what God asks us to do. Just mm. come every day mm -hmm. and just watch mm -hmm. and see what I'm doing. And so he, he befriends this octopus. Wow. She starts to get comfortable with the fact that he's there. Yeah. And she's, she becomes curious. Oh, my goodness. And he actually makes a friendship with this octopus. Wow. And um, he begins to observe her, her life. And I just felt like his words of, what if I just show up every day, mm. were like a word from God to me. Yes. Why don't you just show up every day and see what I'm doing? And um, in a way, I'm doing that in the prairie, but I also want to do that in my time with God. Just show up yeah. and look for him. And um, one of the things that, that happened last summer that was so such a wonder to me was um, there's a large body of water there in yes. the middle that completely dried up last summer. It, I remember that. Yeah, late fall, it completely dried up. Well, we were watching it get smaller and smaller, and I imagine what happened is that the fish that were in there were becoming a very concentrated population I'm sure. as the water diminished. And in the evening, we would see just hundreds of mm. egrets, these oh, big yeah. white egrets, just feasting on <laughs> these fish. Nowhere the, to go. <laughs> the whole little puddle that was left yeah. was filled with egrets feasting on the fish. Wow. But it was such a beautiful... And then... You know, they'd get their fill and they'd all take off. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a beautiful picture of of the life cycle of nature. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I guess the poor beasts were trapped, but at least they got to fly away with them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is what's interesting about nature mm -hmm. is there is this element of prey and predator, right? Mm -hmm. You can't get away from that. There's right. gorgeous things in nature, but... They're not all vegetarians, right? right? Um, I, my small group feeder outside, I remember being equal parts distressed, sad, 
amazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a there was a hawk, a oh, young hawk okay, that yeah. caught a sparrow mm-hmm. right outside. And I mean, easy picking a yeah. sparrow at a bird feeder is pretty safe bet. So, so you know, fair enough. But it it was both sad because I know the sparrows, and yet it there was this glorious hawk that also needed Beautiful. to eat. Yeah. You know, and it was doing yes. just what a hawk is meant to do, right. what it was created to do. Right. So it's um, yeah it. You both have to, if you're going to be a student of nature, if you're Mm going to sit in that world, you're going to have to get used to some things that are at least a little bit uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, joy and sorrow kind of go hand in hand for survival a lot of times. Exactly. And the whole life and death. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the... One of the afternoons that I was walking on the prairie alone, I was just overwhelmed with the sky. When I started my walk, the sky was just completely blue. Mm. About halfway through the walk, it had just filled with clouds. Mm. And the wind started to blow, and, and they were just moving, and the colors were changing. And I just started to say Psalm 8. Mm. And that was that was some of the impetus for me to look at the poetry in, in the Psalms. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to, I'll read this. Yeah, please. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Mm. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that mm. you are mindful of them? Yeah. Human beings that you care for them? You've made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, Mm. all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I have a, um, my mom was a children's choir director for many, many years at uh-huh. churches that we attended. Yeah. And there's a setting of that song that she had her kids' choir sing a fair bit. So as, even as you're saying that song, it's a different, slightly different translation on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm hearing that come yeah. back to mind. Yeah. It's amazing how some of those things can be deeply written. Yes. In, yeah. Inside and just, I know I know that song. I don't know if I would have mm-hmm. said, oh yeah, clearly Psalm 8 was that, but as soon as you started to read it, I started mm-hmm. to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of the rich heritages that I grew up with that I cherish is uh, the Psalter hymnal. Yeah. You know, uh, this big old, this big old Christian Reform Psalter hymnal, yeah. it has every single song, set to one to 150, wow. set to music. 
And some of them, you know, have verse after verse after oh, verse. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> like Psalm 119. You're going to be gone for a while. <laughs> yeah. But um, they're just beautiful. And sometimes those things will just begin to play mm. in my mind mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. And I think, oh, where did that come from? I didn't <laughs> even know I knew that. And uh, it's just such a treasure yeah. to have that music somewhere inside of me. <laughs> well, it's like in some ways it kind of imitates... We're talking of we're talking mm-hmm. about the physical world and what we're seeing, and and you're also I, th- I think talking about the spiritual life, the mm-hmm. spiritual reality of that type of relationship, and we're yeah. I think we're a foot in each camp, or going back and forth between the two. But if yeah. that's the case, there's a there's like this mental image of psalms or scripture that you somehow internalized when you were mm-hmm. young, yeah. and those are like mm-hmm. a seed that keep coming back or flowering up at different times in your life, right. even if you haven't. Even if you don't sing that now, yeah, they're still there. Yeah, you know, just yeah. waiting, and that's kind of a lovely thing to imagine. In their own times and seasons, yeah, they come to fruition, mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's kind of a delightful mental image. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, even when I was learning the alphabet, a a is h um, a Fred loveth at all times. Mm. B, be kind one to another. Oh my goodness. C, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Wow. Okay, so I did not have that. I had the ABC song. <laughs> but it sounds lovely yeah. to have that kind of a, yeah. to have that kind but of a I, quiver there. I will re- I, at least I remember A through G. But, yeah. <laughs> but after that, it gets foggy. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah. Another one that uh, I wanted to read uh, as well is Psalm 19, the first few verses. Again, just the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all Mm. the earth. Their words to the end of the world. Mm. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so the poetry of the Psalms, but then also um, it brought to mind some other poetry. For example, Elizabeth Barrett Browning wrote, Mm. Earth is crammed with heaven. (laughs) <laughs> and every bush of fire with God. Yeah. And only he who sees takes off his shoes. Which I could stop there. And then she says, the rest sit around and pick blackberries. <laughs> I love that. Also okay, too. I mean. Right. <laughs> but that's one way of enjoying it, right? Sure. Sure. Um, I've also been very drawn to the poetry of Mary Oliver, which um, is a more recent discovery for me. Okay. But I'd love to read a couple of these. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Her first one in this book, um, Mary Oliver Devotions, it's a selection of many of her poems from her other books. 
why do people keep asking to see God's identity papers when the darkness opening into morning is more than enough? Certainly any God might turn away in disgust. Think of Sheba approaching the kingdom of Solomon. Do you think she had to ask, is this the place? <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Uh-huh. It's a great image. Yeah. Here's another one by her. The gift. Be still, my soul, and steadfast. Earth and heaven both are still watching, though time is draining from the clock. And your walk, that was confident and quick, has become slow. So be slow if you must, but let the heart still play its true part. Love still as once you loved, deeply and without patience. Let God and the world know you are grateful that the gift has been given. Mm. Gratitude is something, too, that um, just begins to take root inside when you start to notice yeah. things around you. you know, one, of th one of the things that Mary Oliver wrote in one of her poems, in one of her longer poems, called Instructions for Life. She says, pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. Mm. Yeah. And so, so often in my own life, I have failed with step one. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, uh, if you're not paying attention, you're not going to be able to be astonished to learn gratitude, to yeah. receive a gift, let alone be able to share about it and, right. and to let that grow or to build or see what comes of it. And yeah. So. Yeah. Pay attention has been a big thing for me to learn because I am, I can be so focused on getting things done and looking forward to the next thing. Yes. That I'm not paying attention to what's right in front of me. Absolutely. But I'm learning. <laughs> Here's another one. She does, a, she does a lot of walking out in nature. Good. So she does a lot of noticing. This one's called drifting. I was enjoying everything. The rain, the path, wherever it was taking me, the earth roots beginning to stir, I didn't intend to start thinking about God. It just happened. How God, or, or the gods, are invisible, quite understandable. But holiness is visible entirely. It's wonderful to walk along like that. Thought, not the usual intention to reach an answer, but merely drifting, like clouds that only seem weightless, but of mm. course are not, mm. are really important. I mean, terribly important. <laughs> not decoration by any means. By next week, the violets will be blooming. Anyway, this was my delicious walk in the rain. What was it actually about? 
think about what it is that music is trying to say. Mm. It was something like that. Mm. Mm. Here's another one. I worried. I worried a lot. Will the garden grow? Will the rivers flow in the right direction? Will the earth turn as it was taught? And if not, how shall I correct it? <laughs> was I right? Was I wrong? Will I be forgiven? Can I do better? Will I ever be able to sing? Even the sparrows can do it and I am, well, hopeless. <laughs> Is my eyesight fading or am I just imagining it? Am I going to get rheumatism, lockjaw, dementia? Mm -hmm. Finally, I saw that worrying had come to nothing, and I gave it up. And I took my old body and went out into the morning and sang. <laughs> There's a wisdom there, too, that I, I am beginning to see is, you know, accepting. Yes. Accepting aging, accepting walking a little slower than I used to, mm. accepting that my eyesight is changing, that things are not as they used to be. Mm. But I'll just get my old body out into the prairie. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and do yeah. it anyway, yeah. <laughs> There's something humbling about that, but very... Yeah. But there is a sense of freedom, both at the end of that poem and at, hopefully right. at the end of that idea, yeah. of learning to accept our own limitations. Like, yeah, my body is not a peak condition type of example. Like, I have limitations. Yeah. And that can be a source of such frustration or yeah. disappointment. Yeah. To see, oh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> right? Right. But there's also mm -hmm. a freedom in saying, but I can still do this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and being able to be grateful, yes. to find gratitude and joy, even with things that are changing yes. in ways that maybe I would not want them to change, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and the, uh, one thing, too, that Jim and I keep reminding our, ourselves about is that, yes, we're changing on the outside, but hopefully we're also changing on the inside. Yeah. And that, uh, though outwardly, we are wasting away. Mm. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Yeah, We say that verse to each other a lot. <laughs> well, it's something we all have to mm -hmm. be able to hold on to and, and to yeah. not just be, to find happiness and joy in that. Yes. To, and hope in yeah. that even. I mean, I find hope in that. My, my glasses are changing more than I'd like. But, right. <laughs> you know, or I have, I have some other health issues that are just, they're there. Mm -hmm. They're not going. They're mm -hmm. there. It. There's a hope in that. That mm -hmm. somehow, even though it, it does feel like things are in some ways falling apart, mm -hmm. that it's also, things are becoming, like they're ready for the harvest in yeah. some ways. Like yes. they're coming to fruition. They're coming to the fullness of what they ought to be. Yes. Those things are also true. Mm -hmm. So I, I like trying to think through some of those concerns of my own, but like, okay, but what does that actually mean? And, right. you know, yeah. And, and is that every, is, does that define me, I guess? Yes. Yeah. 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 
Mm. Passing the unworked field. <laughs> Queen Anne's lace is hardly prized, but all the same, it isn't idle. Mm. Look how it stands straight on its thin stems, how it scrubs its white face with the rags of the sun, how it makes all the loveliness that it can. <laughs> Maybe we can still make all the loveliness that That's we can. That's right. And then the the idea of gratitude comes through too in this poem. With thanks to the field sparrow whose voice is so delicate and humble. I do not live happily or comfortably with the cleverness of our times. All the talk is of computers. The news is all about bombs and blood. This morning in the fresh field I came upon a hidden nest. It held four warm speckled eggs. <laughs> I touched them, then went away softly, having felt something more wonderful than all the electricity of New York City. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and she talks about mystery, mysteries, yes. Truly, we live with mysteries, too marvelous to be understood. How grass can be nourishing in the mouths of the lambs. How rivers and stones are forever in allegiance with gravity, while we ourselves dream of rising. How two hands touch and the bonds will never be broken. How people come from delight or the scars of damage mm -hmm. to the comfort of a poem. Let me keep my distance always from those who think they have the answers. Let me keep company always with those who say, look, and laugh in astonishment and bow their heads. Hmm. 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 The other kingdoms, consider the other kingdoms. The trees, for example, with their mellow-sounding titles, oak, <laughs> aspen, willow, or the snow, for which the peoples of the north have dozens of words to describe its different arrivals, or the creatures with their thick fur, their shy and wordless gaze, their infallible sense of what their lives are meant to be. Thus the world grows rich, grows wild, and you too grow rich, grow sweetly wild, as you too were born to be. Mm. Mm. This one about the night herons reminds me about the egrets yeah. and the fish. Some herons were fishing in the robes of the night at a low hour of the water's body, and the fish, I suppose, were full of fish happiness <laughs> in those transparent inches, even as over and over the beaks jacked down and the <laughs> narrow bodies were lifted with every quick sally. And that was the end of them, as far as we know. Though what we do know, what do we know, except that death is so everywhere and so entire pummeling and felling, or sometimes like this, appearing through such a thin door 
one stab and you're through. <laughs> and what then? Why, then it was almost morning and one by one, the birds opened their wings and flew. Can I indulge in a couple more? Yeah, you can indulge in some. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, invitation. Oh, do you have time to linger for just a little while out of your busy and very important day for the goldfinches mm -hmm. that have gathered in a field of thistles? For a musical battle to see who can sing the highest note <laughs> or the lowest or the most expressive of mirth or most tender? Their strong, blunt beaks drink the air. They strive melodiously, not for your sake and not for mine and not for the sake of winning, but for sheer delight and gratitude. Believe us, they say, this is a serious thing just to be alive mm. on this fresh morning in this broken world. Mm. I beg of you, do not walk by without pausing to attend to this rather ridiculous performance. <laughs> it could mean something. It could mean everything. Mm. It could be what Rilke meant when he wrote, you must change your life. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think I appreciate moments like that. Poems that are, that's poem is like such a vivid scene of just happening upon some birds that are, yeah. that are gathering and, singing <laughs> and you know sorting out their own differences and all that kind of stuff yeah there is a sense when we get to see those moments in nature whatever that is whether it's watching the animals whether it's seeing a plant whether you're watching the sky change or something else mm -hmm. where you feel invited into a moment but the invitation is almost like a remembrance that you are a part of this anyways i i feel like yes. it's it's not something that I'm that is foreign to me or should be foreign to me, but it's rather like an invitation of welcome back. Like yeah. welcome back to you are part of this too. You know, I'm not above the business of sparrows yeah. or goldfinches. I'm a part of that world too. Um, mm. and it's it's these invitation moments that you can keep coming is, back to. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like when you go into the woods and you Hear these birds it does seem like they're almost inviting us to yeah just be part of it yeah or like <sighs> you'll see some really you know you'll see some swagger on some animals you'll watch a fox as it's walking down the road will turn around and look at you and just keep going and then they'll look again you still following okay fine it's almost like the i mean not that I don't advocate for going and approaching a wild fox, obviously, mm -hmm. but there's almost that dare, like, are you still following? Okay, mm -hmm. fine. And just, you're traveling together for a little moment. Right, there. right. Um, like, you just get to be a part of yeah. the, their life for right. just a moment. Right. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to watch yeah. some of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she, there's one more here I'd like to share. It's called Praying. Mm. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot mm -hmm. or a few small stones. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention. Then patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest, <laughs> but a doorway into thanks mm -hmm. and a silence 
in which another voice may speak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes me think of um, how prayer is this multifaceted thing, right? It yeah. is a conversation. There are times where you are the one doing lots of the talking. Mm-hmm. That tends to be more of our intercessions or our concerns or even our gratitude. Thank you for yeah. this. But then there's the other side of prayer. And I, I know Jim's talked about it a fair bit, and I've heard it in some of the other um, podcasts that have come up throughout the year about hope. Mm-hmm. But there is that part where you are invited to be silent and to yes. listen. Um, and that's what I'm hearing in that last poem about prayer is that observe, pay attention, right? Like it's that invitation in, right? and then it's almost like a a given that you're invited in and then there's this almost silent question that's at the end of it. Now what? What do you do? How do you respond after a moment like that? Mm -hmm. And that's a very natural invitation into then prayer. Yeah. into contemplative prayer, into being. And sometimes yeah. that's a really seamless transition. You don't even recognize you're mm-hmm. just kind of smoothly doing that. But it is an invitation to respond. Yeah. Right? To, what did I just see? Yeah. It's amazing. And so often, just being able to tap into that thankfulness mm. when we see something that makes us wonder at the gift to just say thanks kind of opens us up yeah to hear that voice yeah i I love that uh that thought joy so some of the poetry that has spoken so much to me is older hymns Mm -hmm. As, as you can see one of the things i like to do is Tear out the words of the hymns. Save from them. The... From... Hey, you got to find the good ones. <laughs> I know. I just, the ones that really speak to me during Absolutely. the service, I tear that out of the bulletin and save it. Put it in my piano bench so I can re- memorize the words. But mm. some of my favorites are, um, well, many of the ones we sing in church are mm-hmm. some of my favorites. But Be Still My Soul, yes. I think, is is one of my absolute favorites. It's gorgeous. And I think so often they start by talking about our trials and our troubles, but they always turn toward hope and trust and often end on the our eternal hope, yes. our hope of uh, life forever with God. And I just, oh, some of these... I mean, I don't know all five verses by heart, but in fact, I didn't even know there were five verses. A lot of places, this only has three verses, right. but right. the ones that were in the bulletin are so beautiful. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide in every change he faithful will remain. Mm. Be still, my soul, your best, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Mm -hmm. Be still, my soul, your God will undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Mm. 
Be still, my soul. The waves and winds still know his voice mm -hmm. who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart and all is darkened in the veil of tears. Then you shall better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe your sorrow and your fears. Be still, my soul, your Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Mm. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed we shall meet at last. Mm. Be still, my soul, begin the song of praise, on earth believing to thy Lord on high. Acknowledge him in all thy words and ways, so shall he view thee with a well-pleased eye. Be still, my soul, the sun of life divine through passing clouds shall but more brightly shine. Yeah. Mm. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It soothes his sorrows, heals his wounds, and drives away his fear. It makes the wounded spirit whole and calms the troubled breast. Tis manna to the hungry soul and to the weary rest. Dear name, the rock on which I build, my shield and hiding place, my never-failing treasury filled with boundless stores of grace. Jesus, my shepherd, husband, friend, my prophet, priest, and king, my Lord, my life, my way, my end, accept the praise I bring. Weak is the effort of my heart and cold my warmest thought. But when I see thee as thou art, I'll praise thee as I ought. Mm. I've thought of that so much lately. When I see thee as thou art, I will praise thee as I ought. And so much of seeing God is just being able to see mm -hmm. where he's showing up for us in nature, in the people around us. Mm -hmm. Um when we see what he really does, who he really is yeah. to us, we can praise him as he deserves to be praised. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite hymn? <laughs> That's like That's a hard the, question. Yeah, what's your favorite flower? Yeah. Or what's the, your favorite? Mm -hmm. There's so many. Um, trying to think which one mm. comes to um, I love the song I've heard the hymn I heard the voice of Jesus say yes that one's one of my favorites yeah um, there's there's so many so yeah. I love that one I love um, 
abide with me. Oh, yes. When you sang that, you sang it a cappella at my friend Olga's funeral. Yeah. Oh, I, I will never forget that beautiful day. It was a gorgeous day. It was a perfect day. We stood around her little grave, and you just sang that to the trees. Yeah. Oh, Joy, that was so beautiful. Thank you. It was was a holy moment. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are moments that are holy. Yes, and it wasn't long after that that my daughter Elise sang it at my mother's grave. Mm. And... um, what what a beautiful yeah it's a gorgeous mm. it's a gorgeous assurance i also yeah. love this is my father's world mhm because yes. it, it in so many ways it describes the beautiful things that you can yeah. kind of see and and worship and draw you into the gifts of mm-hmm. god but it ends with that reassurance yeah but though the wrong seems off so strong god, god is the is ruler, the ruler yet. yet yeah right? the battle is not done <laughs> um, it's beautiful. I it's I love songs like that that you can yeah. kind of see and that can be something you hold on to in so many times and places. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Mm. There's a ton of them. It's it's hard to to start limiting them. Like, yeah, oh, that one too. Oh, that one. Yeah. Well, you don't want right. to miss that. That's a great hymn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think. I've just about yeah. talked about everything that's been on my mind. Um, I think one thing that, as I was working, put, pulling this all together in my mind, is I have felt like watching nature, watching God in nature, and also watching how life happens around Mm. me Mm. Um, and not worrying so much about how it's affecting me or how I'm reacting you know or responding to it but instead seeing that God is at work Mm. has helped me to accept more life as it comes yeah Um, and for us you know a lot of that with, with the pandemic and everything, accepting the fact that we're older, mm. that we are vulnerable, that we're not going to live forever, mm. and that life will continue when we're not here, and everybody will be fine, and they'll probably forget about us pretty soon. <laughs> but They will not but, forget uh, about you that <laughs> soon. But um, just... <laughs> Just the the whole process of accepting that God is at work in all things, that he's presiding over all things, mm-hmm. and that nothing happens without right. him noticing. Like he says, even the sparrow that falls to the ground, he notices. Right. Um, Jim wrote a poem recently for me mm. called Aging Together. For Henny. I don't like him talking about aging, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm I'm warming okay. to the idea. Little by little. That we are aging. Mm. Aging Together by Jim Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> 
we are beginning to know what in the long run means. (laughs) We are noticing how the colors of our outlines are blending into one color. The sound of our voices leans toward laughter and the discomfort of our ending is assuaged by an emerging tenderness, Mm. sending me to your side of the bed. We enjoy each other, warmth on a winter night. We are learning to pray together without boredom, looking out the window at sparrows who fight for the seeds of their fellows. We know the routine. We reach for each other's hand and begin again. Our Father, it is enough. The rest is in the heart. We sip our coffee together and rise to start another day. Yours will be white, mine will be gray. You will brighten mine with your shadow and say, come closer. See the sky where the blue parts the clouds. This must be the denouement, lover's last lingering look, footlights fading, curtain falls on the last line of the play. It's a beautiful, beautiful moment. It's <laughs> hmm. a beautiful poem for a picture of a life lived uh-huh. and shared. It, it is. I mean, the little moments that you share and what they mean to you and mm-hmm. what they mean to him. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. And overall, just the sense of not just acceptance but contentment mm-hmm. can you be content yeah with the life that we are living right now the life that we have been given right. the state of things right now not yeah. not like you have to be perfectly happy and that nothing needs to change but can you be at peace with that right is a lesson that hopefully we are learning in this pandemic in yeah. different ways but yeah. i hope we are coming to Mm-hmm. coming to understand how to live like that and yeah. to be at peace. Mm-hmm. Can you do that even if all of this is falling apart? Yeah. Can you still see the good gifts? Can you still see me? Yeah. yeah. And if we see him, what I want to be able to say to him is thank you mm-hmm. and I love you. You know, my mother had... Um, vascular dementia Mm. and toward the end she really couldn't have a conversation with us anymore but to the very end the two things she could say and said it all the time was thank you and I love you Mm. Mm. and I feel like if that's all I can do it's going to be enough if I can say thank you and I love you. Yeah, it's a beautiful reflection of the heart, oh, isn't it? Yeah. A grateful heart. It is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I, probably a good place to end. Yeah, well, I am, I am grateful. There's, <laughs> there's lots of beauty and mm. lots of hope worked in and 
just for the reminder to pay attention and to be present and mm. see the ways that God is still very much at work around us. Yes. So that that's an encouraging note. Mm. So thank you, Henny. I appreciate thank you, it. Joy. Appreciate <laughs> it. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> mm.